Well, Charlotte and I would like to say Happy New Year. Can you wave to everybody? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to our service today. It's going to be a bit shorter than normal, but it's going to be great. So glad you joined us today. I want you to think about this. Success begins on Sunday. And so you're starting your year out right. And I really believe God's going to bless you for doing that. Well, today um, we're going to be a little shorter than normal. And so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to preach from the shortest verse in the Bible. Now, that doesn't mean it'll be the shortest sermon ever, but it's the shortest verse in the Bible. And it's really got a lot of meaning, things that I believe will help us understand more about our relationship with Jesus Christ. So I'm going to read to you today uh, from John uh, chapter 11 and verse 35. Let me just set this up for you so that you'll know why Jesus did what he did here in this verse that we're going to read in a moment. Um, Lazarus, who was a friend of Jesus, it was Mary and Martha and Lazarus. They were brothers and sisters. And um, tradition tells us that they also helped fund Jesus' ministry. So they were very close to Jesus. They were followers of his. And Lazarus got sick. And they sent word, his sisters sent word to Jesus to let him know that he was sick and they wanted him to come and heal Lazarus. Well, Jesus purposely delayed and as a result of that, Lazarus died. Well, you can imagine that Mary and Martha were upset. They were upset because of the death of their brother. They were also upset that it seemed like that Jesus' timing was as bad as it could possibly be uh, because he waited and Lazarus died. But Jesus assured the people there that God was going to get glory from this. And so let's read uh, the verse. Jesus had come and they told him that Lazarus had died. And uh, Jesus said, I want to go to the grave. I want to see where he is buried. And so uh, everyone's around, everyone's gathered. Uh, there's a lot of emotion as there is at any funeral. And I want to read to you the shortest verse in all of the Bible, John chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Now, that is a very short verse, but it's full of meaning. And I want to just kind of unpack that. Uh, just a couple things that this little verse tells us. Uh, the first thing it tells us, it tells us about Jesus' humanity. Jesus was fully human. This is very important because uh, when you understand that Jesus in all of his power and all of his knowledge and all of his omniscience, that means he knows everything, he had laid aside some of the privileges of being God and being in heaven and yet Jesus still knew things. He still knew people. He still was omniscient, I believe. And in spite of the fact that he knew he was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead, what did Jesus do? He wept. He cried. Well, that shows us that Jesus had real emotions. He was emotional because of the people around him. His, his friends were emotional. The people that loved Lazarus were emotional. And so Jesus was also emotional. Jesus wept. It shows the humanity of Jesus. John chapter one, verse 14. Here's what it says. 
and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory glory as of the only son from the father full of grace and truth so the fact that jesus was able to weep shows us that he was fully human and that's very important because in order for jesus to be able to die on the cross for our sins he had to be human and so it shows us that Jesus was human and he had full humanity. Here's the second thing it shows us. It shows us the empathy of Jesus. In other words, Jesus was not just down here saying, I've got a job to do. I'm going to die on a cross and I'm just going to keep my distance from all the people around me. No, it shows us that Jesus not only was human, but that he really cared. He had all of this empathy for the people around him, even though he knew that he was getting ready to raise Lazarus back to life. He could have said, well, you guys are just being silly. I'm getting ready to raise him back from the dead. But he didn't do that. What Jesus did was to show real empathy. It shows us that he really cares. So Jesus wept, shows us his humanity. It shows us his empathy. Let me read to you a couple of verses. First Peter 5, 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you. Well, the, the fact that Jesus wept shows that he has empathy for us. He cares for us. You know, no matter what you're going to go through this year, and you're going to go through some difficult times. You have some difficult circumstances. You'll have problems that you face. We all do. But know that Jesus is always there with you. In addition, he understands the temptations that you have. He understands the, the weaknesses that you have. Listen to what it says in Hebrews 4, verses uh, 15 and 16. It says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are. So Jesus understands your temptations, yet he was without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You see, God wants you to have confidence in coming to him. He wants you to have confidence that he's got grace for you in your life. He wants you to have this confidence that he cares for you no matter what it is that you're going through. So what does Jesus wept? What does that verse show us? Well, it shows us the humanity of Jesus. He was fully human. Uh, it also shows us the empathy of Jesus. Jesus cares for us. He cares about what you care about. He cares about what you're going through. And then the last point is this. It shows the example of Jesus. Now, this word wept in the Greek language is the only time it is used in the entire New Testament. And what this word means is not just like wailing out loud, but it, it, it's a, a inner weeping. You're crying, but it's a quiet, calm kind of weeping. So when Jesus wept, he was calm and in control. And why is that significant? Well, in the culture in which Jesus lived, it was very common for them to go overboard with their grief and go overboard with their pain. They would often 
tear their clothes. They would throw dirt in the air. They would even take ashes from a fire and just like put them on their head. Um, so in some ways, grief in that culture was kind of out of control. And it was as if there was no solace. It was as if God was not with them. It was as if that there was no hope. So what is Jesus weeping but being under control? He's got full emotions. He's fully human, but he's under control. What does that show us? Well, it is an example of how we, when we have sorrow, when we weep, when we're upset, when we have problems, we can know that God is with us. The Apostle Paul wrote it this way. He said, we sorrow not as those who have no hope. So no matter what you go through, there's always hope. There's the hope of Jesus being with you. And so these three thoughts from John eleven thirty five, 35, Jesus wept. It shows us his humanity. It shows us his empathy. And he gives us an example of how we can sorrow, how we can have pain and be sad and express our emotions fully. God doesn't expect us to deny our emotions, but how that we can know that we have hope. Well, I hope this helps you start your new year right. Because the fact that Jesus was fully human lets us know that he died for our sins so we could have a relationship with the Heavenly Father. The fact that he has um, empathy toward us shows us that he actually cares for us and wants to have a relationship with us. And the fact that he is our example gives us hope. And my prayer for you is that 2023 will be a year that is filled with hope. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person watching this message, God, that you would be with them. I pray that you would draw people to you. No doubt there are people watching this message, either live or uh, on YouTube and a follow-up, that they need hope. I pray that you'd give them hope this year. There are people that need to trust Christ as their Savior. Let this be the day that they say yes to Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us all to know that success begins on Sunday. Help us to make a commitment that in this year, we're going to serve you by being in church and uh, using our gift for you, fellowshipping with others, having our hope restored, being encouraged. God, I pray that you'd help people to make that commitment this year. For it is in Jesus' name that I pray and ask all these things. Amen. Well, we always like to do next steps at the end of the message. And if you're watching online, then you can click at the bottom and there is a card that you can fill out that will help you take your next step. Um, coming up in the next few weeks, we have baptism. That's the next step. Uh, we will have our next step class, which is our membership class. That's the next step. We're gonna start um, small groups back. That's the next step for some of you. And there are opportunities for you to serve. So everyone can take a next step. I hope you will this year make a strong commitment, not only to worship God regularly, to read the Bible and pray regularly, but to serve and to be generous and to be a part of our fellowship and what God is doing at Stillwater's Church. 
I want to thank you for joining us today. Now, as we uh, end our time together today, there's a way you can give. Um, we obviously are not passing buckets right now because we're not meeting live, but you can give online at stillwaters.online. Uh, you can also give by text. You can give at 84321. Uh, 84321, that's texting, or you can give through the church app. I really want to encourage you to be faithful to give, even though we're not having a live gathering today, because uh, the mission of this church depends on your generosity. We cannot do this without you. And I want to encourage you to start the new year right and to give God the full tithe. And in doing that, I believe that God will bless you. Well, I'm very excited about this coming Sunday. Not only, not only are we going to meet together live, but we're going to have something that we've never done before, and it's going to be very exciting. We're calling this the Elevate Worship Experience. And what we're doing next Sunday is we're going to have a lot more worship than we normally do, and we're going to have communion, and I'm going to speak briefly um, in communion, getting us connected to our goals and to our vision for the year and what we believe God wants you to do for this new year. So don't miss the Elevate Worship Experience. It is going to be at the normal time, 1030, but it is going to be fantastic. So I hope you'll be with us this coming Sunday in person. If you can, it's going to be great. Well, thank you for joining us today. I want you to know that I love you. God bless you. And I'll see you next Sunday.